1: And right here will tell perhaps all about that. Third and one and a half from the right back. Simon in the
2: handoff. Ken cuts to the left. First down and more. 30, 25, 20! 20. Simon and on his way! Ken into the end zone! Touchdown Beavers! And the streak is gonna end here tonight!
1: Snap on target to Nick. he gets a much better punt away here. Sammy Strotter back to his 30-yard line, starts up the middle, gets to 40,
2: he's got a seam, 45, midfield, 45, 40, he's
1: got a chance to go, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown!
2: Me sick, right?
0: Welcome to, to Illegal Participation, the official podcast of the Heiner Tailgater. Recording this while firmly ensconced at the Heiner Tailgater headquarters, I'm your host, head chef, planner, and chief bottle washer, Bill Heine Heinrich. Joining me, as always, for the from the Heiner Tailgater Northern Command Outpost, the lead driver and director of thermodynamic lipid immersion, my co-host and brother, The Beege. Beege, how are you doing on this evening?
1: You know, Billy, it's our 100th episode. I am stoked. Well, it's my 100th episode. Oh, it's, it's only my 99th episode since I took that vacation that one time in Kyle's.
0: Or ni- 99 or 98. I can't remember how many times we've had people sit in for you.
1: I thought we've only done it once because I thought the other times I called in.
0: It could be. It could be.
1: Because didn't I call in when I was in like Paris or Germany?
0: No, you called in when you were in Florida.
1: No, I swear I was in a hotel, like in the lobby of a hotel in France, and I called in or something like uh, that may- one maybe,
0: time. Maybe you did. I know you called from Florida.
1: Uh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, my friend Catherine thought we should have done this one in front of a live studio audience.
0: Oh. um, That would be tough because I'm sitting here in my underwear.
1: Yeah. You don't even want to know what I'm doing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I have a live studio audience. My wife, Jess, is sitting out there. She can hear me. Yeah. If I stood up, she could see me through the doors.
1: But anyway, my my stuff would only be legal in. Um, damn it! What's that country where you can where? Uh, uh, what's the country that used to be known for uh, like sex acts and stuff? Uh, near Germany. What the hell is that?
0: Czechoslovakia?
1: No, 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 no. Uh, you fly in there. You, you. you uh, where where did they go in Pulp Fiction? Belgium? No, he goes in Pulp Fiction. You know, you can, you can, you can, you can, you can. It's oh, illegal oh, for oh, them oh, to oh, ask oh, you.
0: Oh, 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 Denmark. Den is it Den? That's no, not Denmark. Yeah, it's Denmark. No, it's Amsterdam in Denmark. Amsterdam. That's not a country. There we go. It's Amsterdam.
1: Okay, Amsterdam.
0: I'm go. sorry. Yeah. Okay,
1: Amsterdam. That's, that's a long that's, way around you know, they, for
0: what, uh, not very much of a payoff.
1: No, not much, not a payoff at all. But <laughs> that's yeah, like the this only show. thing what I'm doing would be the things that I'm doing right now would only be legal in Amsterdam. There you go. So like said, there a we long go. Way sorry for
0: very little payoff and
1: almost painful, really. Yeah, and it's kind
0: of like this show is. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, our poor viewer, our listener.
2: Yeah, there you go. <laughs>
0: I want to remind everybody that uh, the purpose of illegal legal participation is for us to spread our insight, experiences, and passion for the Oregon State Beavers with others, and just generally talk beaver sports, football, tailgating, and screw around a little bit every week. I'd like to remind all our listeners, that, uh, you can get in contact with us, uh, email HeinrichTailgater at gmail.com. You can also listen to us on your iPhone or Android device on the Stitcher Radio app. Subscribe to us on iTunes. You can also follow me on Twitter. I'm at Heinrich Tailgater. And also check out the Heinrich Tailgater Facebook page. You can uh, follow us there and, and get all of our witty updates.
1: Did anybody leave us a review from last week?
0: Um, I don't believe so, and I don't have my iPod with me. I'll have to check next week. We read the okay. couple that were there last time.
1: Yeah, that was impressive.
0: Yeah, so anyways. All right, you ready to go into some beaver sports news?
1: Let's, let's, let's delve into our, uh, our episode 100 here.
0: All right, Beach. First up is women's volleyball.
1: I always love women's volleyball, Billy. I just love it.
0: Uh, you know what? You got to love it even more right now. The red hot OSU volleyball team won its fourth in a row Friday evening with a four set defeat of Arizona state after having defeated Arizona on Wednesday. Now that gives the Beavs their first sweep of the Arizona schools since 1996. Wow! The Beavs are now five and or 15 and seven overall, five and five in the Pac-12, and take on Utah Utah Friday and Colorado on Saturday, both at 6 p.m. in Gill Coliseum.
1: This is a pretty good size turnaround from what they did last year.
0: Exactly, and you know, like we say, win most of your games in non-conference, which they did. Mm-hmm. and try to go 500 in the Pac-12, which they are, and they should be able to get into the tournament. That is fantastic. Yep. Then, be just today, the Beeves garnered their fifth and sixth Pac-12 conference awards today. Senior outside hitter Mary Kate Marshall earned her third Pac-12 Offensive Player of the Week, while setter Kylie McLaughlin was honored with Freshman of the Week for the first time. Setter. Yep. 50% Irish setter. So there you go.
1: <laughs> so you got that joke. Oh, Nobody else listening to us right now got that joke. Oh, I know. But well, you maybe, got the joke.
0: Uh, I bet Kurt did. Think so? I bet Kurt did. And uh, probably Kyle, too. Yeah. Oh, and maybe Daniel. And
1: 50% golden retriever.
0: No, it's... uh, fit, uh right, yeah.
1: or, No, Labrador retriever. Labrador. Yeah, you are you not give a
0: Labrador a- retriever. You find a Labrador and I'll go <laughs> retrieve it for you. All right. <laughs> All right. Anybody
1: who grew up with a rambling rod knows this.
0: Anyway. <laughs> All right, Beads, let's move on to women's soccer. Okay. Senior goalkeeper Bella Geist set a season high with twelve saves, but Oregon State was unable to overcome number one ranked Stanford's furious attack, losing six to nothing. The Beavs are now four nine and three overall and have three final home games remaining, with Colorado up first on Thursday. Believe that game was with with
1: all fours. respect for any team games that end in ties. Yeah.
0: Well, they so don't have any, four, this year, so there you go. Yeah,
1: well, four nine and three.
0: Oh, I guess they have three. I think the men don't have any ties. Okay. Yeah. So speaking of that, men's soccer, the Bees fell behind early to number six Stanford on Sunday, eventually falling to three and zero. The Bees are now five and ten overall, two and five in the Pac-12, and will head to UCLA on Thursday with a four thirty Pac-12 network kickoff time.
1: So their game starts a couple hours before the football game starts up in Corvallis.
0: Yeah, but the football game is on ESPN. Oh, okay. So, all right. right. Uh, next up is Wrestling Beach. We got some wrestling news. That's
1: exciting. Yeah. What we, what, what's going on in the world of wrestling, Billy, Well, other the, than the fact that the Ducks aren't in it?
0: Well, the beeves are ranked 21st in the tournament rankings and 22nd in dual meet rankings in the first preseason polls of the year.
1: Okay. So, because I'm ignorant on this, Billy, how many teams are in this tournament for being 21st no,
0: no, and 22nd? No, 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 no. They're so 21st in the nation in tournament rankings and 22nd in the nation in dual rankings. Um, okay. tournament rankings just means all the best guys going out and wrestling.
1: Okay. Right? Is that pretty darn is is 21st and 22nd pretty darn good?
0: Oh, well, it's not bad. Okay. It's not bad. I mean,
1: because, I mean, if you're 21st out of 25 teams, that's not really that good. No,
0: there's there's more than 25 teams. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, but uh, no, that's that's really good. That's a good place to start out. Um, All right. Four members of the Beavers wrestling team are also ranked in the preseason top 20. So redshirt senior heavyweight Amravir Desi is ranked fifth. Senior 125-pounder Ronnie Bresser is ranked in at number 11th. Redshirt junior 197-pounder Corey Graco is is 16th and redshirt senior 141 pounder jake hathaway is 18th
1: you know a little upset because that 141 pounder could probably kick my ass
2: <laughs>
0: they probably all could <laughs> Beach. pretty sure yeah
1: never, never, well, you never probably never, kick
0: your ass too though so never, I feel never too mess bad. with a wrestler no yeah they've got too good a balance yeah Yep. Yeah. all right beads finally up we got a little women's basketball news Okay. The most successful coach in OSU women's basketball history, Scott Ruick, last week signed a contract extension that will keep him in Corvallis through the 2026-2027 season.
1: So he's got a 10-year contract. That
0: is correct. Holy um, crap. That's he awesome. A, he got a 5-year extension. So four-time Pac-12 Coach of the Year. He was also three he's also won three consecutive, consecutive Pac-12 titles. He's been to the NCAA's four straight times. And he has back-to-back Sweet Sixteens and a 2016 Final Four appearance with a number two final ranking overall in
1: 2016. So um, how many, how, now how long has he been a coach if he's gone to the dance four times?
0: I want has to he been say, there five years? No, no, years? no, no, no. He's been there six or seven, I believe. Okay. Because that first year he was he was there – he basically he open, had nobody. Yeah,
1: he did open tryouts. So Yeah. If you, if you if you could uh, show up for the tryouts and throw a ball, you probably got probably got grabbed.
0: Yep, 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 yep.
1: Which so, is amazing at yep. what he's done considering yeah. he, he inherited nothing.
0: Yeah, literally nothing. So
1: Very good. Cool. Well, that's awesome. I'm excited for this season. I you know, I know you said they were young from our conversation last week, mm-hmm. but uh still should be a fun season. I mean, you know, you, you get Decent talent, a good coach, and a little luck and you can go anywhere.
2: Yeah,
0: exactly. When they do have a great coach. Alright, so what's next, Billy?
1: Billy. Yeah. Are you there? Oh! I can hear that. Oh you can? Do you hear that, Billy? Yes I can. Hold on here. Hold on. I gotta rip this I gotta rip this bitch. Hold on. Billy. Yes, speech. This just in. From the failing Demer- Daily Emerald in, in Eugene, Oregon. I'm getting a lot from the Daily Emerald lately. Have you noticed that? Mm-hmm. It says, alcohol education efforts evolved to make lasting impacts on students. This is an article by Hannah Cannick. Mm-hmm. It says here. The University of Oregon has increased its alcohol education and prevention efforts in the past six years and aims to improve preventative efforts to have a greater effect on students. Billy, I think I think that's good to be educated on alcohol. I have to say, I am lacking alcohol education. So, this is so true. Let's, so let's read on. Okay. The U of O's substance abuse education and prevention policy has expanded in the past six years to provide more services to students. Alcohol-related crimes have decreased in the past seven years, while drug-related crimes have increased. The Department of Prevention Services plans to incorporate more impactful techniques to address the ever-changing needs of students. So what I'm reading here is their efforts over the past six years have people leaving alcohol for drugs. I'm not thinking they're doing a very good job, but again, let's let's move on.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Newly appointed Director of Prevention Services, Carrie Frazee plans to implement more impactful policies to keep students safe, including community-based education and targeting the misperceptions surrounding alcohol. Okay. They just, you know, they just said that alcohol use is down and drug use is up, but now they're saying there are misperceptions of alcohol. Here's my perception of drinking alcohol, Billy. Correct me if I'm wrong, but if you drink with girls, you probably will get laid. Am I right on this one?
0: Not necessarily, but... But but it helps. Would you not say it helps? People's inhibitions are lowered when that happens. Yeah, so I, I don't think the students
1: really need a handbook on this one. I don't think there's really any misperceptions on the goal of drinking, especially with people of the opposite sex or same sex, if that's the way you roll. But again, let's move on here. Our national data for attending colleges and universities shows consistently that substance use is an issue. Z said. Wow. You had to go to, to a study to figure that out. Brilliant minds down there in Eugene.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Incoming U of O students are required to take, on, take an online alcohol orientation before attending the university to educate themselves on the risks associated with alcohol and drugs. For the past six years, the university has used the program Alcohol at EDU. Um, Billy, they have an online alcohol orientation. Mm-hmm. Um, all I can picture is it's like flashcards With pictures of booze and beer bottles With the alcohol content listed next to each one And so you're standing there And it flips up on the screen you're like mm, Jack Daniels, 40% That's Crown Royal, 40% Patron, 40% Bud Light um, Slightly less alcohol content Than the piss I had this morning <laughs> But seriously Let's keep moving on Okay The department of prevention services switched to the online education program third millennium classrooms this fall this program is said to cover more broad topics beyond just the negative effects of substance use and challenge the traditional college life stereotypes of drinking and partying okay more broad topics beyond that of drinking and getting laid i'm having a hard time figuring out where they're going with this one what is beyond partying drinking and getting laid and getting a little something something Maybe they'll go a little deeper in the next paragraph here. We want our students to know about the misperceptions of college substance use that aren't actual realities, Frazee said. Okay, I think Frazee's truly lost it because I think she's just flipping crap like a monkey at a zoo. Um, freshman business major, or this is where it gets good. Freshman business major, Brittany Nguyen, said third millennium classroom helps students and shows the negative outcomes of drinking. When asked if there was anything about the program that could be improved, Nguyen said the university has already made the program pretty accessible and that it was very informative and probably helps a lot of freshmen. Okay, not to be racist here, but everyone's a little bit racist, but you picked a freshman named Brittany Nguyen to get your opinion on alcohol education. Seriously, you're asking a 17-year-old Asian about her thoughts on drinking and partying. Right? You might have asked the nuns of St. Mary's or you know, the Sopranos of the Mormon Tabernacle Choir, or maybe the Baptist Women's Prayer Group. You're not even like trying to find somebody who drinks. Anyway, they sure as hell try. <sighs> anyway, Frazee said that she has several ideas for techniques that she plans to enact in order to create a safe environment for students. For example, Frazee's ideas for changing include more intentional community approaches to prevention in trusted settings such as group alcohol education sessions, where students are in the group they're comfortable in. So, Billy, they're going to have group alcohol education sessions. Isn't that what they're trying, trying to stop?
0: <laughs> Seems a little counterintuitive.
1: I, I think so. I think so. I think so. Anyway, I'll skip to a little bit of this. Uh uh, let's see here. The UFO Substance Abuse Prevention and Education Program now includes collaboration with specific students groups such as the fraternity and sorority life and the athletic departments. Well, yeah, because it's not like you're going to be hitting up the chess club and audiovisual clubs now, are you? The program has now also expanded several other policies over the past six years. Uh, the department has blah, blah, blah. Let's go on. What do we got here? Um uh, Oh, this is my favorite. There are some culture shifts that need to happen around substance abuse and misuse, Frizzy said. This is her get-out-of-jail-free statement, because they're going to spend a lot of big old pile of money on this bullshit, and then when it doesn't work, they're going to blame it on the student culture. So, I think she's been reading a lot by Saul Alinsky, because, you know, they're owning the whole Rules for Radicals thing. Anyway, that is your update from Eugene. Trying to cut down on the alcohol while drug use is going rampant.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Probably has to do with the uh, marijuana getting legalized.
1: Well, you know, that was the funny thing here. You want to hear a funny thing? The University Alcohol and Illegal Drug Policy has also created a more conclusive definition (laughs) of marijuana usage in the past six years. Really? Really? So according to the 2017 alcohol and drug policy, the local laws surrounding marijuana usage went from one restrictive law to five. A more explicit definition of marijuana use has been included in this year, uh, in the years after the legalization of marijuana, in the state of Oregon as well. So they have created a more conclusive definition on marijuana usage, Billy. Uh It's not a simple definition, evidently. I mean, I kind of thought we got that one figured out after the Clinton administration, but... I guess... um,
0: Well, it depends on what your definition of is, is.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, just a bunch of fricking pot-smoking drunks down there, those poor bastards. And then they pick on the poor little Asian girl. Yeah. (laughs) They can't get the football player. They can't pick out, you know, the, the sorority guy or the frat. No, get the Asian who probably sits in her dorm room all night and studies. That's why Asians... Are usually the highest grads.
0: <laughs> okay. You go. All right, Beach. Are you ready to go under further review for week number eight in the Pac-12?
2: After further review, the runner did cross the line. The line touchdown. touchdown!
0: Let's do this, Billy. All right, Beach. I will get out my trusty list here. Heading into week eight, the standings were as follows. You and I were tied at 33 out of 56. Kyle, I hate you, Kyle. Kyle was in the lead at 37 out of 56. So, all righty.
1: I'm thinking I'm going to take this one pretty solidly this week.
0: Well, all these uh, games this week were on Saturday. First up was, now, did you watch any games this week?
1: Um, no. You know why? Because I worked both jobs, both Saturday and Sunday.
0: Yeah, well, I, I I watched, but I also listened in the vehicle a lot to a couple of so. Well,
1: oh, I did I did listen to the Oregon game. Okay. Yeah, so I did listen to that on the radio on my uh, on my drive around.
0: All right. Well, let's start out with uh, Arizona State at Utah. Who'd you take?
1: I took the Utah Utes, Billy.
0: All three of us did, which was not a good thing. Utah, really? Utah could not figure out how to move the ball for the better part of four quarters in a thirty to ten loss to Arizona State. The Sun Devils forced four turnovers and allowed the Utes to gain just 4.4 yards per play. Now, Arizona State quarterback Manny Wilkins threw for 140 yards. Kalen Balazs and Demario Richard combined for 168 yards on the ground as ASU broke a seven-road game losing streak. How, but, you know, ASU still had a, they're they're
1: hitting 50% this year, aren't they? They're like five and two. And you can't. And at the beginning of the damn season, you're like Arizona State's gonna suck this year. They're not that good. And I listened to you. Yeah. And no. so that's why hey. I've been going against Arizona hey. State all year long because Billy says they suck ass.
0: Hey, I tell you what, they're they're surpassing any expectations I think anybody had for them.
1: Do they got a chance at taking the Pac-12 South?
0: Yes.
2: That's awesome.
0: Yeah, it's nuts. <laughs> it's nuts. So uh, none of us got the point there. Next up, Beach, UCLA at Oregon.
1: I took UCLA just because I really despise Oregon with a passion. I mean, I loathe them. I mean, I hate them with the whole inner core of my being. You hate them with the intensity of
0: like five suns?
1: I do. I do. I despise them. I don't know. You know, from hell's hot, I stab at thee. All right. For so, hate's sake, I spit my last breath at thee.
0: Okay, Con. Uh,. uh. All three of us took UCLA, which is good because UCLA quarterback Josh Rosen threw for 266 yards and two TDs, and UCLA defeated Oregon 31 to 14 on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Now, Oregon quarterback Braxton Burmeister threw for only 74 yards and one interception, but he did run for two TDs. Oregon running back Royce Freeman rushed for 160 yards. Passing LaMichael James for first all-time in rushing at the University of Oregon. He also passed Ken Simonton, become third all-time in the Pac-12. He now Mm -hmm. has over 5,000 yards. He's a runner, that boy. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So all three of us got the win there.
1: Now, I heard this was Oregon's third loss in a row. I believe so. Okay, when was the last time they did that?
0: They are now one and four in conference. Uh, Last year. Okay. They limped down the uh, down the stretch last year.
1: Oh, that's right. They kind of fell on their face. Hence why nope. they got a new coach. So they're
0: four and four overall, just one and four in the Pac-12.
1: Okay, so we're, we're again the Civil War could be very important for who's going to uh, hold the bottom of the barrel.
0: True. All right, up next, Beach USC at Notre Dame. I picked touchdown Jesus and Notre Dame on this one, Billy. How'd I do? You and Kyle both did. I, on the other hand, took USC. Notre Dame quarterback Brandon Wimbaugh passed for two TDs and ran for two more. Josh Adams added two TD runs, and Notre Dame made short work of USC 49-14 in an easy win Saturday. Notre Dame's first victory over a ranked USC team since 1995.
1: This is making the Pac-12 feel, oh, look really they, weak. They
0: look horrible right now. Wow. USC quarterback Sam Darnold completed 20 of 29 passes, but could not overcome the turnovers or USC being held to just 76 yards rushing, including minus four yards in the first half.
2: Wow. Yeah.
1: So
0: not good for USC.
1: They still got the song girls. So, you know, they got something to look forward to every on the weekends.
0: There you go. All (laughs) right, Beach. So you and Kyle got the wins there. I took the loss. Up next. Arizona at Cal. I I took the boys at Berkeley. So did Kyle. I, on the other hand, took Arizona. Arizona quarterback Khalil Tate ran for 137 yards and a TD and passed for two more, including a 22-yarder to tight end Bryce Woolma in the second overtime, and Arizona held on to beat Cal 45-44 Saturday night in two overtimes. Damn. The teams combined for 984 yards of offense, but it was a de- defensive play by Arizona knocking down a potential two point conversion pass that won the game. So were they going for the win? Cal went for the win, yeah, in the second overtime. You
1: know, well, and you don't have to go for the win yet in the second overtime, no, do yeah, you? It's the third overtime? The third,
0: yeah. Okay. So Arizona well, had already scored and kicked their their extra point, and Cal decided to go for two.
1: Kudos to Cal for uh, trying to close up the deal. I mean, well, I, I, it, we...
0: the receiver had it in his hands, and the guy knocked it out.
1: Wow, yeah. it reminds me. I mean, we went for two. What was it back in the Alamo Bowl back? What ten years ago? Uh, it was the Sun Bowl. Okay, I knew it was down south somewhere.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, and we and we won that one. Yep. But I, and we did same thing, wasn't it? Second overtime, and they just wanted no, to close it, the deal. No, it, it
0: was in regulation. Oh, was it? Yeah. No. Okay. It was in regulation.
1: I, I swore that was in overtime.
0: Nope, it was in regulation.
1: Okay, I trust you. You've been you remember this crap better than I do. I can't remember what I had for dinner last night.
0: Hmm. Right, so i got the point there arizona there's another team that is coming out of nowhere
1: yeah you you i mean you said both of the arizona schools were incredibly weak this year
2: Yeah.
0: and so here i'm
1: thinking they're going to be sunken swap
0: water you know I, i'm thinking well so yeah. let, let, let's do our last one here uh last okay. up was colorado at washington state And
1: uh, I picked Wazoo over Colorado.
0: All three of us did, which was good. The Cougs rushed for 194 yards, and quarterback Luke Falk threw for three TDs and a 28-0 win over Colorado Saturday night. Now uh, Colorado running back Phillip Lindsey rushed for 98 yards for Colorado, and he now has over 1,000 on the season. Good golly. Yeah, it was a crummy-looking game. It was rainy and windy and just nasty. So how's how's Colorado doing for the season so far? Well, so I just pulled up the standings here, looking at it. Uh huh. So right now, um, you have in the north, you have Washington State, Stanford, and Washington, all with just one loss.
1: Okay. And does any one of them trump the other?
0: Um, no, because they haven't played each other yet.
1: Okay. So who'd was Wazoo lost to? Um, Cal. Right. Uh, Yeah. No. Okay.
0: Yeah, Wazo lost to Cal, Stanford lost to USC, and Washington lost to Arizona State.
1: Okay, there you go.
0: So you've got those three teams, and then Oregon, Cal, and Oregon State all have four losses. Okay. Okay. Then in the
1: So you so you so, so essentially you got the upper tier and the lower tier, and there ain't nobody in the middle. Truly.
0: <laughs> and in the South, you have USC, Arizona State, and Arizona all with one loss. UCLA at two and two. Utah has three losses. Colorado has four. Wow. Yeah.
1: And then on top of that, USC loses to uh, Notre Dame badly, and so we look like just a damn pathetic conference overall.
0: Pretty much, yeah. So it's crazy. I would not have figured – you know, if you would have asked me about – If it wasn't
1: for the fact that our tailgaters kick so much ass, I'd probably stop going.
0: Well, I tell you what, if you would have asked me a month ago – what coaches are gonna most likely, or what teams are most likely gonna be looking for
2: new coaching staff at the, end of the
0: year? Yeah, um, I would not—I would not have said Oregon State would be first. That would not have been my my guess. My first mm-hmm. guess would have been UCLA, which I still think okay. has the potential of happening. Okay, I would have said Arizona State and Arizona.
1: Yeah, you and I think you even said Arizona and Arizona State. You kind of expected them to have new coaches. You made a comment. Uh, yeah. Who's the um, Who's the coach at Arizona State?
0: Um, Graham Todd Graham. Graham,
1: and what's the other one? Ramirez.
0: Uh, Rodriguez.
1: Rodriguez, and I remember you telling me you didn't like him either. You said he was arrogant or something like
0: that. He's just a little, yeah, he's a little cocky, and it's just I haven't been able to figure out how those, what those coaches are doing. So, hmm. and it's just. I don't know. Like I said, I wouldn't have figured them to be around, and yet here they are. You know, tied for first. I mean, USC yeah. is the first at four and one, and then you got Arizona State and Arizona at three and one.
1: Yeah, Who but I also guess that. Yeah, I also still laugh though. What was it, three or four years ago, when UCLA won the uh, Pac-12 South,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and they ended up losing to uh, who'd they lose to that year? The Ducks, wasn't yeah. it?
0: Yeah, but that was cause... and
1: then and then they fired their coach.
0: Yeah, well, that was. I mean, because- here, here,
1: here, they were north of the, they, they were the best of the Pac-12 South, and they still fired their coach.
0: Well, they were the best of the Pac-12 South because they backed into it because USC couldn't play in the championship. Oh, okay. So you gotta, you gotta remember that.
1: Anyways, I guess. All right, so still, still, if you're holding the top of the, the, the number two position in, in your division, it's, I don't know, I'm still thinking you've got potential, but maybe I'm just well wet.
0: Yeah. Well, let's uh, look at the Pac-12 and the polls, Beej. in the polls, beach in the AP poll, Washington is in at number twelve. Wazoo is 15th, Stanford Mm -hmm. 20, and USC fell to to 21. Nobody is in the other receiving votes category. Now in the USA Today coaches poll, Washington's in at 11, Washington State at 16, Stanford 20, USC 21, and Arizona State is in the others receiving votes category, which is interesting since they're four and three.
1: Yeah. But. They must be voting for themselves.
0: Possibly, who knows? Who knows? (laughs) So, anyways, and we should be getting our first uh, playoff poll here pretty soon. Okay, about about where that sits. So, anyways, all right, Beach. It is now time for the Tommy Tuberville Jackass of the Week award.
2: What do you think I look like? A jackass? You sure do.
0: <laughs> Every week, we like to discuss a person in college football who exemplifies the truest worst in sportsmanship leadership, or just being a fan. And this bee, this week, Beach we actually have a pair of jackass uh, awards to give out. And it's really funny because it's basically for the same thing. So Michigan cornerback Lavert Hill apologized Monday for flipping off the crowd at the end of the Wolverines' 42-13 loss at Penn State. Hill, a sophomore, was filmed and photographed, giving the middle finger to the crowd at College Station as the teams went to midfield to shake hands at the end of the game.
1: You know, I've been to quite a few rock concerts. Giving the middle finger is kind of a sign of respect, but no. I guess how he would never perceive it.
0: Well, after you lose a game, probably not a good thing to do as you're walking an unfriendly stadium.
1: But if I was listening to Kid Rock, I'd be totally flipping him off.
0: Yep, different. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> on the same day, Beach, Tennessee defensive back Rashawn Golden apologized after he flipped off the Alabama student section with both hands Following the Volunteers' 97-yard interception return for a TD, in what ended up being a 45-7 loss.
1: I like how he double-fisted it. I mean, oh, yeah. didn't didn't just do the single; got to do double.
0: Yep, well, that's like
1: real intensity there. That's like a double dog dare.
0: Yep, and so that 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 pick six was was Tennessee's only score in the game, and it was Tennessee's first TD in 12 quarters of play. Well, so he's a little frustrated. He's not performing. It also came with Alabama up by three scores. Yeah, a little frustrated, you know. These things happen. Yeah. Well, I, I just don't know what these guys are thinking.
1: Well, you know, in the day of mass social media,
0: yeah, and cameras you know. everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, and all the both these games are on TV, and you know they're going to be filming the action. Exactly, especially Rashawn Golden because the dude picked sick, scored in the end zone, and he ran right up beside him and threw up the double finger salute right beside him to the crowd.
1: Yeah, you got to do it kind of tactfully, you know, like scratching your face mask or, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, you know, scratching your crotch. Yeah, you know, do you it with do the it. one finger, the one finger scratch. You yeah. know what I'm
0: saying? You got to do it down low. You got to do it on the down low. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So oh, it was just. Stupid. I'm sorry,
1: I favor my middle finger over my pointer finger when I scratch things.
0: Yep. So, anyways, Beach, just for this stupidity, Lavert Hill and Rashawn Golden, you get this week's <laughs> jackass of the week award. I,
1: I I will tell you though, if Rashawn Golden ever wants to go to a Kid Rock concert, I will totally go with him. There you go. That's some passion right there.
0: All right, Beej. After listening to Kyle's pick last week from the uh, the Queen catalog, a song which you had ne- claim you'd never heard, although... I'd you,
1: never heard that song. I have, still swear I've never heard that you, thing.
0: You have heard it because you did watch Iron Eagle.
1: Yes, I did.
0: So you've seen that. But, but you know,
1: that like, movie came out in what, like 1987,
0: 88? 86, maybe. Okay. Something like that. But anyways. Okay. So... Anyways, beats. This week we'll go back to your pick.
1: Yeah, and I actually picked mine out uh, last week, and so um, anyway, and I was a little worried because when when uh, Kyle started talking about his and how he he said you know Queen did uh, Bohemian Rhapsody in um, or he said this band you know did did a song, I think Bohemian Rhapsody in Wayne's World. I'm like, dude. Don't be don't be screwing with me. So here's mine. So 1992, 25 years ago, you and I saw this movie at Tigard Cinemas. We laughed. We cried. We hurled. Yeah. Yes, I am speaking of the one and only Wayne's world. And I will never forget seeing Tia Carrera for the first time. Just like Wayne, now whenever I see an amazingly beautiful girl, I hear Gary Wright singing Dreamweaver while my crotch my while my crotch starts thrusting going schwing. But I'm not going to be picking Dreamweaver tonight. I'm picking Tia Carrera's cover of The Sweets Ballroom Blitz. While well, she's missing the beginning where uh, Brian Connolly in the original says, Are you ready, Steve? Andy? Mick? All right, fellas, let's go. She, uh, she. other than that, she freaking nails this song. So here are some fun facts about Tia Carrera. Her real name is Althea Ray Gennaro. She was born on January 2nd, 1967, in Hawaii, and is uh, Filipino, Chinese, and Spanish ancestry. Her first role was back in 1985 on the TV show Airwolf. She actually turned down a role in Baywatch, to audition for Wayne's World, uh, but don't be too disappointed that we didn't get to see her in her uh, bikini because 12 years later in 2003, she did pose nude for Playboy for all of us to enjoy. <laughs> and I know like everybody who's listening to us right now, if they're on their computer, are quickly Googling Tia Career, Playboy. It's okay, I look too. Um, <laughs> she had a moderately successful music career and has won two Grammys for her Hawaiian music. But she'll probably always be best known for her parts in both Wayne's World and the Arnold Schwarzenegger action spy thriller True Lies. Oh yeah, she was awesome. So without Yeah, she was fantastic that She played a mean kind of evil bitch, but she played it well. Yeah,
0: and she was also uh, she was also the voice of the older sister in Lilo and Stitch.
1: Exactly. And she did sing a I think she sang a song or two, Hawaiian song for that movie. Correct. Yeah. She was also which,
0: wasn't she also in the uh she had a syndicated T V show Relic Hunter? Ooh, she did! I've completely forgot about that. I remember mom and dad loved that show. Yeah, no,
1: she and and she, she's just stunning. Yeah. I mean, again, I still picture her up on stage in that that whole like glow around her as Wayne's looking up there every time. Anyway, so without any further delay, here is Tia Carrere's version of the sweets classic ballroom blitz from the Wayne's World soundtrack.
0: That, that is a classic song. I think pretty much everybody knows it. And she just, I mean, it, it, she she just wails on it, you know? She
1: screams those lyrics out. And it, it when, I, I'm not a huge uh, chick band liker for the most part, because most of the time I think they're too soft. But she just hammers that son of a
0: gun. All right, good pick, Beach. Good
1: pick. I thought so.
0: Yeah. Great pick. So. All right, Beach. It is now time to preview week number nine in the pack 12 Okay. I got my handy dandy little scorecard here. Okay, after last week, eh, we didn't. We we were all three of five. So you and I ended up at thirty six out of sixty one, and Kyle is forty out of sixty one. God dang! It. How is he? He's just. I don't know if he sent me his picks. I have to look here.
1: I don't know if you know, he sent me his picks. You know, he has one thing to do. One thing.
0: He didn't. Wow. I'm gonna text him right now.
1: Should we pick for him?
0: He he might uh he might get to, I'm gonna text him right now. Kyle. Hey Effer. <laughs> I need your picks. All right. So hopefully what's going to be funny
1: is he's going to be listening to this, hearing this.
0: Yeah. Hopefully he's hearing it after he sent us his picks. All right. So we'll leave him blank for right now. I got my phone where I can see it. So we'll see if he texts me back. All right, Beach. so we have uh, six games next week. Okay. So nobody's got a bye week up first Thursday evening, Stanford at Oregon state. Who do you got? Oregon state is totally
1: going to take this one. This is going to knock Stanford out of their run okay. for the North.
0: There you go. Mm-hmm. I too am taking Oregon state. I, I think they might have a shot at this one. It's
1: if they play tough. with us, if they play with some consistency mm-hmm. and as much passion as they played with, uh, last week or two weeks ago, I, agree. I think, we're, I think we're, we have a, we, we always have a shot. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, and the other thing too, is Stanford could really, really overlook us.
0: Yeah. Well, I yeah, I don't know. I, their their coach is, is a damn good coach, and I, I don't mm-hmm. see him letting that happen. But I, I, I think we have a shot. So, all right, Beach. So all the rest of the games are on Saturday, October 28th, which is nice because that means we just get to watch football on Saturday. All right? All right. So up first, Cal at Colorado. Who do you have?
2: Um,
1: damn, that's tough. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Cal.
0: Be just taking Cal. Because it's on the road for Cal, I'm going to take Colorado at home.
2: Mhm. Okay. Okay.
0: All right. I don't I don't, I don't think Colorado is very good, but I'll give them a little benefit of the doubt at home. <coughs> All right, Beach up next, UCLA at Washington.
1: UCLA at Washington. Mm-hmm. That's easy. The Huskies are going to just wipe Ucla's butt.
0: I think so, too. Um, Washington had a week off to uh, kind of lick their wounds after losing that Arizona State. So I'm going to take Washington also. All right. Up next, Utah at Oregon.
1: Ooh. That's like watching a turd in a pile of crap. Fight each other.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Who are you gonna take? Uh, I'll take Utah mainly again because I hate Oregon with my whole, my whole bean.
0: Yeah, it, I... and I.
1: And I, just, I think they're gonna. I just think they're gonna. I'd like to see them go four in a row.
0: Yeah. Well, and Utah... it's more what I
1: want than what I believe, but that's what I want, Billy.
0: Utah has been kind of burned by the pass, and Oregon has no passing game. Mhm. So.
1: No, from the sounds of when they played last week, not at all. What they what'd you say? Seventy six yards or something like that. Seventy six yards As, passing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I'm going to take Utah also. All right. Up next, beach, Washington State at Arizona.
1: Wazoo now at Arizona. Yeah, they got to play down there in the at least somewhat warmer environment. Yeah. Well,
0: most of the games and, now for Wazoo are going to be on the road.
1: Hmm. I still think – I'm going to take Wazoo on this one, though. I still think they got more than what Arizona has to offer. I'm still falling into your first (sighs) week premonition that Arizona sucks.
0: I'm going to take Arizona. I think that running game is going to uh, be too much for Wazoo. Just because, Mm. you know, Oregon State broke a couple long ones against Wazoo, and Khalil Tate totally has that, that ability. So, I'm taking Arizona. All right, up last, beach. This is an interesting one for the South. USC at Arizona State.
1: I think USC is going to recover from their loss last week. I think they're going to come back and beat Arizona State.
0: Because it's at Arizona State, I'm taking ASU. I just don't think – I just don't think – The other thing is USC is really beat up right now.
1: Are they? How, yeah. how badly did they, did they lose anybody at? Uh
0: yeah, they're just down a bunch of offensive linemen, and they're just pretty beat up. So I'm taking Arizona State. Hey. All right, Beach. It is now time for every once in a while, the Tanner Boyle makes me want to puke. Play of the week.
1: Does that booger eat, and spas make me want to puke.
0: Now this play, Beach, was actually last week. But I postponed it this okay. week because we had such a long show last week. So I sent you a link earlier.
1: Okay, I'm not, I've heard about this, but I never saw this.
0: Okay, you can just watch it. Everyone else out there, this is the play that happened early in the season opener for the Boston Celtics against the Cleveland Cavaliers where Gordon Hayward breaks his leg. So, Beach if you want to go ahead and play it.
1: Oh, shoot. Now did you... Oh! Oh crap! Oh crap! Oh my god! (laughs)
0: Holy crap! His freaking leg is going the wrong freaking way. Yeah. His leg, his foot was going left. Yeah. And and if you saw, so he went up really high for a dunk, and he came down awkwardly on that. And it just completely failed. It's just complete. Oh my god. Yeah, that was bad. Oh, and it shows people
1: in the audience they're they're holding their mouths like they're getting ready to vomit. Oh yeah,
0: because because his leg was basically spun around. It was gross. And the look on his face when he realize his leg isn't moving with him. Yeah. Yeah. And the other players on the court, same thing. Oh, they, oh they, God. One guy. Hold on.
1: He won't even look. There's one guy in the white jersey. Yeah, he won't even look
0: at it. Oh, God. He just turns his face and hides his eyes. Oh, yeah, because it was gross. It was gross. And it was funny because oh, and, I, I heard I some mean, people are running to help him. Yeah. And it was funny because I heard somebody say, you know, will he make it back this season? I mean, he'll never make it back again. He might not. I mean, because that's, that's bad. That's bad. Yeah. That's that's Holy crap. Oh God. Yeah. If he's back I mean, next this
1: year. This one guy, he's just, he's just, I don't know who in the hell it is on the, uh. I'm, I'm...
0: <laughs> Beige, where'd you go? What? There you go. You just kind of, you, what'd you do? I didn't do anything. Okay. You got all weird. Yeah. It was pretty nasty. <laughs> It was pretty nice. The time. So that was a short one, but I just had to show it to you because I like listening to you get all weirded out.
1: Oh, God. I, you know, I heard about it, but I didn't realize how. Yeah. I mean, and he just hit the ground, just dropped to the ground. I mean, his leg didn't do anything. It no. Just turned mush. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Oh, God.
0: All right, Beach. Well, it is now time to preview the Stanford Tailgater we're going to be having Thursday night.
1: Yeah. Do, do I get to tell your story? Do you get to tell oh, your I'm story? Oh, I'm telling the story. Okay, tell the story, Billy. Well, okay. Tell them what you do to take one for the well, team. Well,
0: okay, Beach. why don't you tell the story of how Sausage Fest came to be?
1: <sighs> so, Sausage Fest happened back during the Cal game of 2007, so 10 years ago. Correct. We took a road trip down there, the whole fam family, and this was still when you were married to your starter wife. And... Uh, mom and and Colleen and I think Gunner, uh, correct, stayed at the hotel room where Dad, you and me and and Gooch, uh, went to the game. Gooch made it through that whole game too, which was impressive. But anyway, um, it was the old uh. There was hippies in the trees because Matt was there too, right? Correct. Did Matt go down? Yeah, yeah Matt was, was there. And And there was damned hippies in the trees. That was the exciting part. Peyton was
0: five, Uh, and we were yelling at the hippies in the trees.
1: Yeah, I'll never forget the hippies in the trees. But anyway, so the place was a dump. The frickin' benches have holes in them. Half the seats were – I mean, not half, but I'd say a good, like, one or two percent of the seats were rotted through. They probably can't even sell tickets for them. But anyway – We were there it was kind of early afternoon i was hungry and they have a bunch of booze all set up on the top of the rim of the stadium so you can buy like funnel cake or whatever i don't know what all they had but one place they had was sausages and i walk up to the to the cart and they have it written like in chalkboard and it's like pineapple and garlic and hot links and stuff and i look at the guy and i said pineapple and he's like best ones we got and i'm like all right i'll take a pineapple and so bought my pineapple sausage, walked down, had my pineapple, and it fricking blew my mind. That that combination of of sweet and savory, and it was just perfect. Still to this day, I believe it's probably one of the best sausages I've ever had. Um. So anyway, told you about it, and we still do this to this day. But we try to theme our tailgaters around a team we're playing.
0: So well, you kind of jump in the gun here. So, so- uh, Beach said, you know these evergood sausages he asked so where are these made and they said right here in in the bay area and so beach said i'm like oh, okay we'll have to remember that for next year when the beaves are playing cow and your thought was the beaves crew that we're playing stanford the bees play stanford next week i want we need to get them for then so we get home and you tried googling it and looking for everything can't find any place around here that sells evergoods. you also checked just trying to order them online. They don't do it. So you called down there. Mm-hmm. You end up talking to a lady I, I in the I office.
1: I son of a gun. You never, I don't realize it until people start telling me stories of what I do.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> then you called, they talked to someone in the front office. Her name mm-hmm. was Kathy. Mm-hmm. And you explained to her that we were the hundred tailgater, that this is what we do. And we want sausages. It
2: mm-hmm. just
0: happened to be that Kathy's maiden name was Heinrich. Heinrich. No relation. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so she said that, She could. They have a truck that went up to Seattle once a week, and that if we ordered at least a case, they could put it on the truck for us, and we could meet the truck driver and pick him up from him up in Portland someplace. So he said, "No problem." You proceeded to order three or four cases of sausages, which I think surprised him. Uh And they took off, and you met the truck driver behind the Target over or off of two hundred five, correct?
1: Yeah, next, yeah, the mall two hundred five Target over there.
0: And 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 uh, he showed up. You saw him over there. He showed up. He opened the back mm-hmm. of his truck. Here was a little pile of sausage. He gave it to us. And the crazy
1: thing was he didn't even ask for payment.
0: No, they just handed us a,
1: an invoice. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm like, don't you want the money? And he's like, <laughs> no, just mail him a check. Yeah. And so I'm like, I, I was still shocked that they gave us credit for that much.
0: <laughs> yeah, which is just kind of funny. And so you tipped yeah. the driver so he could buy mm-hmm. dinner on us. Mm-hmm. And and we had, uh, we had our first Sausage Fest in 2007. Now, we did this for a couple years. Uh, Same kind of thing, meeting that driver out on I-5 somewhere. Then the Mm -hmm. drivers changed. And we did it once with that new driver, but he didn't like stopping. He's kind of a jerk. Yeah. Even though we tipped him pretty good, didn't like doing it. So the next year we called back, she said, yeah, they don't want to do it. So they ended up shipping it to me overnight.
2: And and
1: that was expensive. Wasn't the freight pretty darn expensive at that time? The freight
0: itself was $250. Wow. Yeah. So... Uh, the next year after that, Jess and I, for our anniversary, which I think she appreciated, we drove down to San Francisco, leaving at 2.30 in the morning, so we could make it to San Francisco before they closed early on Friday to go buy a whole bunch of, of sausage. And uh, then the last couple of years, we found out that they actually sell their sausages at Grocery Outlet Bargain Market, a store chain that's... They've got a number of them around here, but they're based out of the Bay Area. And so I was able to go to... These different grocery outlets, and just buy the sausage off the shelf. So mm-hmm. this year, thinking I could go do the same thing, I went to grocery outlet on Friday to start picking up sausage. No sausage, none. So then I start doing. Uh, I went uh, back to work and started looking online, and it didn't look like they were selling their sausages anywhere around here. So we on Saturday made a couple more visits to a couple different grocery outlets, even a Costco because they do sell their sausages every once in a while at Costco, and they were listed at Costco's up in Seattle area, but not down here. No luck. But on their website, we could see that they were supposedly had sausages at a Walmart in Grants Pass. (laughs) So I called Grants Pass, Walmart, and said, yeah, do you have Evergoods? He goes, oh, the pineapple ones? Yeah, I buy them all the time. I said, perfect. So we were all at a birthday party for our aunt on Saturday, so at 7 o'clock, Jess and I left Portland and headed for Grants Pass. So how, how, how many miles is that, Billy? It's a hell of a lot of miles, Peach. We we left at 7 in the evening, mm-hmm. pulled into the Walmart and Grants Pass about
1: 11.15. Okay.
0: And so I went back there, and sure enough, they did have ever-good sausages. They had pineapple, they had garlic, and they had hot links.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So I bought them all. (laughs) All of everything they had? I bought everything they had. (laughs) That's awesome. I'm like, screw it, I'm buying them all. So I bought them all, and we got home about eh, 3 o'clock in the morning and got to bed. So, beach. I don't know how far that is from, I mean, from our house down there. Well, shoot, we left down there about quarter to one, and we got up here. Three hours later. So, I mean, you're looking at at least a three three or four-hour drive down there.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. what is that? Probably 240, 250 miles? Yeah,
0: to, well, from Portland, yeah. Wow. Probably, yeah. But the Heiner tailgater knows no bounds. We will do everything we can to make it happen. So, the funny People thing is... People
1: don't know some of the things we've done to get some of the food we've done for our tailgaters. Oh,
0: I know. Well, and the, the funny thing is, so, Jess. Uh, looked online the next day on the Walmart app for Evergood sausages at uh, Grant's pass. And guess what? They're all out. Out of stock. <laughs> Cause I bought them all. <laughs> just makes me happy. So our refrigerator is just stocked full of about 25 or 30 packages of sausage. So anyways, so uh. we will have sausages on Saturday. So that's how, Sausage Fest came to be, this is the 10th anniversary of Sausage Fest, and the hell we wouldn't have pineapple sausages for Sausage Fest. Damn right. Huh? So it's, and
1: I think it's also a good one for a Thursday night game, which yes. is awesome. No, it's
0: perfect. Um, so, yeah. yeah, we'll have sausages. Um, I've got sauerkraut. We will have uh, cheese sauce, and we will also have onions and peppers. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, mustards, ketchup. Um, I'll dice up some onions, all that kind of stuff.
1: Am, am I deep frying some stuff?
0: Uh, you will be deep frying stuff. Um, okay. It's not. We're not going to be going all out because it is a Thursday night. Yeah, I wonder how many
1: people are going to show up. I
0: think everyone's going to show up at the same time.
1: Yeah, probably. So
0: we will be cooking until about five, maybe a little bit later, depending. Uh, Beege and I, I figure Beege, you should be down here about ten. Okay. We'll load stuff up and head out. Okay. And I will have the trailer dropped off Wednesday evening. So Sounds good. The trailer will be there. I may or may not take the tent in and get it sent up on Wednesday also. Okay. But we'll just see how it's going. Okay. Okey-doke. But anyways, well, we should have
1: good weather from the sounds of it. Yes.
0: And um, I don't know what we will have to watch on TV at that time, but I may bring a DVD. Okay. Because I have the um, Legend of the Giant Killers DVD. Ooh, that yeah, would be fun to watch. A documentary movie that was put together. So maybe Do we we'll still have watch.
1: the DVD player in the, trail, in the trailer? I believe, I believe so. Okay.
0: Yeah, so we'll bring that out to watch it.
1: All right. All cool. right.
0: Anything else? Anything else you've got for that night?
1: For the tailgate, I got yeah.
0: nothing. Okay, it's cool. So it should be pretty good. Um. Anyways, so yeah. So we will be out there. We will be out there before anyone else. Okay. And uh, we'll have the the griddle and the uh, deep fryer going. All right. All right, Beach. It is now time for the Rosie Ruiz Cheaters and Horrors. She's just a girl. She's a ball.
1: Okay. Today's cheaters and whores. Uh, Actually, I idolize today's cheater and whore. He is a cheater in the fact that he has probably slept with thousands of women, and he is a whore in the fact that he will do anything for money. He is arrogant. He is selfish. I have a guess. In some ways, he is a complete ass. I have a guess. Don't hold it. I don't want to ruin it for for the audience here. Okay. But he has two incredibly positive traits. He is honest and incredibly true to himself. I could talk about him for hours, but I think I would like to use his own words to describe the person he is. So here are some notable quotes from today's cheater and whore. His quote on salesmanship, prostitute yourself. As far as I'm concerned, that's even braver than waiting for the public to catch on. His thoughts on the bible you shall not covet thy neighbor's wife well how about if she goddamn covets me what do you think about that on marriage a whore in my estimation has more credibility than a wife and i'll tell you why a wife is supposed to marry you for love a whore is not there for love she's there to service you now the difference between them is a whore before she does her work will tell you exactly what it is she'll tell you blowjob this will cost you $75 this is not love and after I'm done I never want to see you again full disclosure is what they call it in court a wife will tell you shit a wife will tell you nothing she's about to marry you if you get divorced she's gonna take 50 percent of your gross pre-tax dollars and try to get more now before you get married If you dare bring up the notion, by the way, let's just be completely honest with each other. What happens if we break up? She will cry and tell you, that's so unromantic. You know who's more credible? The whore. On free markets, you can't argue with facts and figures. Either people want it, in which case they pay for it, or it's two guys sitting around at the plaza having a discussion, which means nothing. I mean, Titanic. I wasn't a crazy about the movie, but you know what? I'm going to shut up because the people have spoken. and a story. On goals, I love this, goals. People say, I want to get laid a lot and make lots of money. That's not the right order. On inspirational people, my hero is me. Why? <laughs> because I was a poor little kid who was told, hey, stupid, can't you speak English? Now all those people work for me. Despite whatever circumstances I came across, I was able to rise to the top. And there's only one thing, uh, there's only one way to do that: by being selfish, but also by believing in yourself. Belief is self-knowing. Even Yoda out of Star Wars said, "Do or do not. There is no try." His thoughts on money: There's an old adage that says that money is the root of all evil. Bullshit. A lack of money is the root of all evil. On fascinations. I'm fascinated with myself and love hearing the sound of my own voice. I'd like to hear what I have to say. A lot of people don't like being alone because they truly don't like themselves but I love me. Uh, Happiness. The sad thing is most people have to check with someone before they do the things that, that make them happy. We're all passing through. The least we can do is be happy and the only way to do that is by being selfish. Here's one for you on adolescence, Billy. Men take a long time to grow up, and for too long, I was that 20-year-old kid who's young, dumb, and full of cum. Is that going to get a laugh, Billy? That was funny. Sure. All right. All right. On the poor, you can't buy love with money. Only a poor person says that. And on his final quote and his view of himself, I'll paint the cliché picture of Gene Simmons, from far away for you. On stage, he's the demon. He shits fire and eats kids. Off stage, he's arrogant and self-absorbed, a businessman who only cares about money and fucking chicks. And I'd say predominantly, that's true. Eugene Klein, born Han Witz, was born August 25th, 1949. He's known professionally as Gene Simmons, Dr. Love, God of Thunder, and Reginald Van Helsing. He is an Israeli-American uh, musician, singer, songwriter, record producer, entrepreneur, actor, and television personality. Also known by his stage name, Persona the Demon, he is the bass guitarist and co-lead singer of the band KISS, the rock band he co-founded with rhythm guitarist Paul Stanley in the 1970s. Jemon Simmons has never done drugs, he doesn't drink, but he has had sex with more women than I have had with myself. And for that, Gene Simmons is a cheater and a whore and my hero. All righty.
0: I knew who you were talking about as soon as you started doing it.
1: Yeah. You know, he he is a cheater. He is a whore. But I love his thoughts Mm -hmm. because he's very consistent.
0: Mm -hmm. I completely agree. So
1: anyway, there you go. Gene Simmons. What a guy.
0: All righty, Beej, that was a good one.
1: All right, try. Yeah,
0: try to break it up, you know? Yeah. All right, so uh, that's all for show number 100 of Illegal Participation. If you'd like to comment, send a suggestion, or ask a question, there's a few ways to get in touch with us. HeinrichTailgater at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter at HeinrichTailgater. Also, check out HeinrichTailgater on Facebook. Remember, you can listen and subscribe on iTunes, leave a rating and review. And also, you can listen to us on your iPhone or Android device with the Stitcher Radio app. Beach. 100, Billy. 100 episodes in the book. I'm gonna sleep well tonight, Billy. I wasn't sure if one oh one or one hundred was gonna get out because I've been having computer issues, but I figured a way around.
1: Well, good for you.
0: Right. So next week, Beach, <laughs> uh show number one oh one, and hopefully we'll be talking about a beaver win over Stanford. It's
1: gonna be a, it's gonna be our miracle show, just like that movie. Miracle. Until it's like then, beating the Russians.
0: Until then, go Bees!
1: Are you there? Can you hear me? Beach. Billy. Beach. Billy.
0: Beach, I don't know if you can hear me. Hold on a second.
2: I got the hear
0: batteries in my earphones, they're clicking. Change the, the battery. Change the battery. Hold, oh, please. Yo, my man, someone
1: stole your battery.
2: Hold on.
0: I think I got another one in here. I do. Hold on just a second. There we go. Okay. Man, that's just messed up. What? Hold on beach, I'm going to, have to go to some backup headphones, those aren't working. I'm to have to go to some cheap ones here. Hold on just a second. Here are some cheap ones. phones are falling apart here let's see if these work dude it's our 100th anniversary
1: show and you're doing this crap
2: okay
0: what's wrong with you man sorry man there we go
1: i mean you're totally wrecking the vibe of the 100th anniversary show
0: all right well here's the problem my computer's been having a conniption fit Hmm. like i can hardly get on the internet but i was able to get the show ready to go that's good And I believe it is recording. Let's double check. Podcast. Seriously?
1: I'm preparing. That was I'm preparing I'm I'm preparing for the the show. I mean I wanna I wanna bring my my double A game.
0: right. Okay, so I think I think we're working. I think we got it going. Okay. So you've got the song today? I do have the song today. Do you have a Cheaters and Horrors? Uh, I uh, yes,
1: I do have a very good Cheaters and Horse.
2: Okay.
1: My update from Eugene is a little rough, so if it if I fail on it, just roll with it, okay?
0: What was that, Jess? What did you say, Jess? Okay, well I can hear you. Okay, you got the. Do I one? need
1: my pho- Do I need my phone today because it's charging? I don't think so. Okay, you didn't send me a text or anything.
0: Well, I I couldn't send you a, a video. Oh, hold on, Mom text me. We were getting gun-packed up. Oh, nice. Um, Is he let's... excited? Oh, yeah, he's very much excited. That's what Mom just texted me. Okay, I'm going to send you a video... Okay, I'm gonna send you a video.
1: Okay. Do I need a?
0: Uh... Okay, I think it's going to you.
1: Okay. Do I need a? Uh...
0: I think it went out to you. Did you get a Did you get something from me?
1: I don't know. Do you need me to go grab my phone?
0: Oh, I can probably hold on here. I'm probably can send it to.
1: I send it to Facebook, and I can look it through there.
0: Yeah. But here, I'm going to send it on a messenger to Brian. Okay, there you go. It's coming. But don't watch it. Okay? All right. All right. You ready to go? Yep. Did you get the message?
2: Yep. All right.